0: How to Ensure the Scene Remains Safe at Weapons of Mass Destruction Incidents What is a Weapons of Mass Destruction? A weapon of Mass Destruction is a nuclear, radiological, chemical, biological, or other weapon that can kill and bring significant harm to numerous individuals or cause great damage to artificial structures like buildings, natural structures like mountains, or the biosphere. The scope and usage of the term has evolved and has been disputed, often signifying more politically than technically. Originally coined in reference to aerial bombing with chemical explosives during World War II, it has later become to refer to large-scale weaponry or of, uh, of warfare-related technology such as chemical, biological, radiological, or nuclear warfare. It's more like a hazardous materials incident. The steps of a hazardous materials incident are identify the material, establish a perimeter based on the hazardous material to protect the public, contain the hazardous materials with dimes dams, dikes, or plugging a hole, decontaminate patients, thin equipment, transport surviving decontaminated patients to hospitals for treatment and further decontamination. And a weapon of mass destruction, the added element of operating in what amounts to a battlefield and another element of safety that must be addressed. Abortion clinic bombings in Atlanta and Birmingham revealed the distinct possibility of secondary devices intended to kill or maim rescuers at the scene. The efforts are intended to increase the killing power of these devices by denying the public the rescue capabilities their life will depend upon. For this reason, and for the same reason for hazardous materials incidents, ambulances will stage in a safe area. When the patients are able to be transported, they will be brought to the ambulances by other rescuers. Who needs to be safe? The first priority for safety is the ambulance crew. If the scene suddenly becomes on un- unsafe, nobody should expect the medics to still be on scene. Even if the medics have made contact with the patient, the medics have every right to leave when the situation becomes unsafe. The second priority is to protect the safety of the patient. The third priority is to ensure the safety of other responders. One way to increase the safety of the ambulance crew and other personnel uh, is to ensure that there are adequate personal protective equipment for the call. The easiest way to ensure that there is an adequate supply for every call is to hide some PPE and equipment like jump bags and oxygen caddies. What does the ambulance crew do at weapons of mass destruction incidents? An ambulance may be dispatched to weapons of mass destruction for a variety of reasons. Just to stand by, there is likely a patient who will survive decontamination and may need care. Even if there were no patients, an ambulance could be dispatched to stand in the event rescuers need assessment or patient care. The ambulance crew may be needed to assist with other operations as needed. The best example of scene assessment is the fire department. When firefighters arrive on a scene, someone walks around the scene looking for hazards, patients, or something else they need to know about. If the ambulance happens to be the first rescuers to arrive, the medic should do a 360-degree assessment so they can look for down power lines, leaking fuel, smoke, or broken glass, or patient entrapment. The most important detail for the medics to appreciate from a 360-degree assessment is the mechanism of injury. Serious mechanisms of injury can be subtle and require a trained eye to see. What, what would a weapons of mass destruction incident look like? For one thing, the ambulance crew would probably feel underdressed. Rescuers from all over would arrive wearing various levels of PPE and using equipment unfamiliar to the medics. There could be evidence of an explosion. The explosion could be small or very large. There could be dead bodies just laying on the ground. There could be a multitude of patients with red skin or coughing, depending upon the agent. Police departments from miles around, uniform and plain clothes, would arrive to begin their investigation. The public would be prevented from entering the area. The medics would need to be aware and report any visitors from the general area to the incident commander. Managing Patients the first priority uh, is decontamination, if necessary. The problem with transporting contaminated patients to the hospital is that medics and the hospital will also become contaminated. Primary decontaminated, if needed, should be performed before the medics even see the patient. The reality of a weapons of mass destruction incident is that there is potential for patients to die before uh, or during decontamination. Depending upon the number of patients, the ambulance crew may need to manage a multiple patient or mass casualty incident. A multiple patient incident is an incident that will require additional ambulances. A mass casualty incident is an incident that will require reverse triage methods to receive a smaller number of fatalities. Mass casualty incident triage should only be used when the number of patients exceed what the local ambulance system can transport in a given period of time. What about the medics? The ambulance crew should always have an escape plan for any call, but especially if they were standing by at a weapons of mass destruction incident. Having the ambulance pointed in the direction of egress with no obstructions should be the standard when going to any call. The ambulance may be equipped with an auto injector kits. The medics are standing by at a weapons of mass destruction and they should probably locate and familiarize themselves with the operation of such devices.